like a rushing wind, like a wave of fire. However you want, however you want, come like a rushing wind and like a wave of fire. However you want. Welcome to Wind of Revival, a podcast about the very best of spirit-filled prayer topics and the word of God from the vast teaching of prayer by an intercessor and a life coach, a man who's passionate about prayer and equipping people to pray. Each time you will hear mind-blowing sermons as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Now here's your host, Ajiman Kwame Sakodie. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hallelujah. We want to read the scriptures from Hebrews chapter 12, the verse number 18, uh, 18 to 20, and we will read 22, even to 23. Hebrews chapter 12, the verse number 18. It says that you have come to a mountain that can be touched. And that is burning. He said you have not come to a mountain that can be touched. And that is burning with fire, to darkness, broom and storm, to a trumpet blast, or to such a voice, speaking words, take note of this one, or to such a voice, speaking words, that those who heard it beg that no further word be spoken unto them, because they could not bear what was spoken, because they could not bear the words that came even from the mountain. We, were, we are talking about Mount Sinai. This is the mountain where Moses met the Lord and the commandments were given even to the man of God. And the people of Israel also, you know, were called to come to meet the Lord there. So they used to meet the Lord even on a physical mountain. That was where the Lord was met. And he said that we have not come to a mountain as such where words were spoken and fear entered the hearts of the people. The verse 22, he says that but you have come to Mount Zion. He said we have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly and to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God the judge of all, to the spirit of righteous men made perfect, to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkling of blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. He says that say to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. He says that say to it that you do not refuse him who speaks? May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Sit down paradoxiously on the heads of your adversary without any apology. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me feel you. Communicate with me in the name of Jesus. 
It says that we have not come to a mountain, you know, that cannot be touched, but we have come to a mountain uh, where God Himself dwells. We have come to Mount Zion. And my topic this morning is uh, the voice in the blood. The voice in the blood. Allah and tell your neighbor the voice in the blood. 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 This morning, uh, today is our communion service, and I want you to understand some few things even uh, in the blood. The last time I spoke about the importance of the blood of Jesus, uh, I believe that those of you who were here, you learned a lot of stuff uh, as to why everybody is supposed to even partake, even in the communion service that, you know, uh, we, we, we come for, even as a church. Today, I want to speak to you about the voice in the blood and I need you understand that you see the blood of Jesus is very important even in our Christian life and without the precious blood of Jesus our faith is not established hallelujah without the blood a new covenant has not been established so the blood of Jesus is very important and there is a need that as believers you will be understand even what the blood of Jesus does and the writer of the scriptures, even in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter number 12, the verse number 22, he says that, listen, there was a mountain at first. That was the mountain where God used to meet his people. And this mountain was a very fearful place. So, it's as if now you put on anyone or casa. Now, the way I'm going to put on any or more casa, no more casa. I'm going to tell it to say, go down. I'm going to tell it to say, come down. I'm going to tell you, know, near my people, everyone assume. And all the things that they were hearing, it was pointing to condemnation. All the things that they were hearing, it was pointing to fear. All the things that they were hearing, you know, it was leading them they can never come closer even to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the writer of Hebrews has made us understand that, listen, in this new covenant, in this new testament church, we have not come onto that mountain where Moses met the Lord. Where fear was placed even into the hearts of men. We have not come to such a mountain even to meet the living God. We have not come to a place where we are condemned. We have not come to a place where we are made to feel like we are worthless and nothing good can come out of us. We have not come to a place like that. But we have come to a place that is Mount Zion. We have come to Mount Zion. That is the city of the living God. And if we go to make you and I understand that the city of the living God where we have come to, it is a place where, you know, we have fellowship not with just individuals, but we have fellowship with angels. If you can appreciate, you know, what I am going to talk about uh, this morning, you have to understand and follow me very closely. Uh, I'll be very fast because of the time. It says that we have come to a place where God himself dwells. We have not come to a place where we are being condemned, we are being chastised, we are being looked down upon. We have not come to such a place where when you come to church, 
ourselves. That is not the place we have come to. We have not come to a place where when you come, you have to feel guilty of something that you went to do even yesterday. That is not the place that we have come to. But we have come to Mount Zion. You see, the Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, the verse number 16, it says that let us boldly come to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find me even in the time and find mercy in time that we need the Lord the most. The throne of grace. When we approach or when we come to the house of the Lord, we should understand that we have come to the mountain of the living God. We have come to Mount Zion. Spiritually, you and I, we have been moved from, you know, our old state where we didn't have any relationship with God and we have been positioned in the realms of the Spirit on a certain mountain which is called Mount Zion. And that place, God is our King. And the angels are our brethren that we have fellowship even with. The Apostle John said when the angel of the Lord appeared to him and he tried to worship the angel of the Lord, he said, I don't worship me because I am one of your brethren. So we are brethren even with the angels, even on Mount Zion. And on Mount Zion, there is nothing like condemnation when we come into the presence of the Lord. It is not like the previous mountain. When the people went and they were, you know, filthy and everything, even that time the Lord told them that they should sanctify themselves even before they would get closer to the mountain. But when they got there, there was still a voice that was speaking and it was condemning them. It said, listen, you have not come to such a mountain, but you have come to the mountain even of the living God, where God himself is king and he has sent you and I, even as his own people. And he went on to say that, listen, the angels are our brethren, the church of the first God. You and I are the church. And so everything that pertains to this new Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, we are partakers of it. Once we are born again and we have become sons and daughters of the living God. So we have become citizens of heaven. The heavenly Jerusalem. So right now, you and I are citizens of heaven. We are no longer citizens of this earth. That is why when the economy of this nation is hard, or when things are happening to people, even in this natural realm, that is why as a believer, you cannot fix yourself even into it. Because Jesus said that, Listen, you are in this world, but you are not of this world. Hallelujah. So we have come to a place where God himself is our king. And it is a place where a, a voice is speaking even for you and I. And he said that in this place, you see, the reason why on Mount Zion, the people, you know, God wouldn't accept the people because it was because Moses himself, the guy had stains on him. He wasn't a perfect man. He was the mediator between the people and their God. 
and God wouldn't accept anything that had blame even on it. But the Lord is trying to tell you and I that listen, the mountain that we have come upon, even now, the mountain Zion. He went on to say that the mediator, Jesus Christ, our mediator. He was very clear about that. On this mountain, Jesus Christ is our mediator. We have not come according to our own works. We have not come according to our own integrity. We have not come according to our own righteousness or whatever that we think that is right even in our sight. But we have come through a mediator that is Christ Jesus. And because Jesus is the mediator, for Jesus to become our mediator, he shed a blood for you and I. And that blood that Jesus Christ even shed for you and I, that is what is now speaking even on this earth to you and I. So right now, when we have come to the mountain, the Lord is not speaking to you and I anymore. He is not speaking from anger. He is not speaking from bitterness. He is not speaking out of the wickedness of our hearts and out of our prayerlessness. He is not speaking from that voice. But he is speaking from a voice of a blood that was without sin. A voice that was blameless. A blood that was shed by a man who had no defect. Anna Efibiani, the Kamabian, you know, Salmon Jano, Enasesia, Enkasa, Emaye. It is a Yabao Nambuko man. There is no need for us to fear. There is no need for you to fear that when you partake in the activities of the Lord, something evil is going to happen to you because there is a blood that is speaking. And he went on to say that the blood is speaking better things. The blood is speaking better things. The former conversation that they had with the Lord of the mountain, it was a voice of contamination. It was a voice of mediocrity. It was a force that made people think that they cannot amount to anything. It was a force that like the way some of us try 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 say because there is a certain force that is speaking to us and it's a voice of condemnation. But the Lord is saying from this word, or sister, and we are here at Kasama, we know me alone, and you're a near at Kanya, my papa, and you're a near at Kan and Wassam, a Mitiasam, and you're a near at Kan in summer, and let's say you're crying, I'm a Yatimi and you will Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Yes. If you don't follow me, you won't get this one. 
So there is a blood that is speaking even for you and I on a certain mountain that is on Mount Zion. The mountain of the living God. There is a blood that is speaking for us. If the, if the blood can speak, it means that the blood is a person. If the blood can speak, it means that there is a spirit behind the blood. That is why when you come to church and we are taking communion, you cannot take it with your carnal senses. Because there is a spirit attached to it. There is something spiritual about the communion that we take. And so if you can take the communion and benefit from its spirituality, there is a need that you connect with your spirit. Because the apostle Paul said something. He said that the carnal man cannot receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. So if the voice in the blood, and if the power that is in the blood, if it can work for you and I, if the blood is a spirit, it means that there is a need that we will be followed and we drink the blood with our spiritual senses open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book of Leviticus chapter 17, the verse number 11, it says that the life of a thing is in the blood. The life of a thing is in the blood. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 2, the verse number 7, the Bible says that a man the Lord had created Adam, he breathed into him the breath of life. And he became a living soul. Adam did not have life because, you see, it was just this mere body. If the life of a thing is in the blood, it means that the bread, which is the spirit that God infused into the nostrils of Adam, there was a certain blood. You have to be spiritual to get this one. So the blood is spiritual. It is a spirit. It's a person. And there is a voice that backs in the blood. And the blood speaks. It said it speaks better things even from the blood of Abel. And he went on to say in the verse 25, he said that say to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. Him, he used him. He says that you do not refuse him who speaks. What was speaking before he mentioned? It was the blood. He used him for the He used him. So the blood is a person. When we have gathered together, you see, the reason why a lot of us don't receive anything when we drink the blood and all that is because we have taken it to be something ordinary and bad. If you understand that the blood is a person and the blood speaks, when you drink the blood, it will work for you. It will speak something better even for you. And this morning, I want us to look at just three things that the blood of Jesus even speaks on our behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll be very quick because of our time. The first thing that the blood of Jesus even speaks even on our behalf is that the blood of Jesus speaks Passover for you and I. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The blood of Jesus speaks Passover for you and I. So the Lord said to the people of Israel, even in the book of Exodus chapter 12, the verse number 13. The Lord said 
the blood shall be a sign. This was in the Old Testament. I want you to understand. I want you to understand something. If the blood could do this in the Old Testament, a blood that was, you know, a blood of an animal, if it was able to do this, it can do much more, better for you and I, even in this new covenant. Hallelujah. Exodus chapter 12, the verse number 13. It says that now the blood shall be a sign for you on your houses where you are and when i see the blood i will pass over you and the blood shall not be on you to destroy you when i strike the land even of egypt the blood it shall not be on you when i strike the land of egypt and when we talk about the blood we are talking about something that causes you know distress and troubles you continually. Or we are talking about a certain, you know, like this pandemic, uh, coronavirus. It's a plague. It's a plague that has hit the nations of the world. It's a plague. And the Lord was telling the people of Israel that listen, when I see the blood on your houses, when I see the blood on your doorposts, I will not even try to venture because that blood will communicate something to me that you are not like the ordinary people who are in the world. So when I see the blood, if God sees the blood and it passes by, how much more devil?
listen, pass over. Because this is a wrong address. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over. It means that the blood is telling him something. It is speaking a better thing. It is speaking life. It is speaking to him. Now listen, this is not part. This is not part of the people that you can afflict. This is not part of the family that you can trouble. I read a book by the Albert Grandmaster now in Christ. That is the title of the book. Now book gonna say that this, this was somebody that now battery more. You know, uh, enchantment. Now, most of you believe in sin in the house of the room. No, through the home of sin, or you send them on your book of water. They can't have any kind of moisture. Yeah. <laughs> 
blood of Jesus is speaking healing for you and I. That is why when you are sick and you understand what you are doing and partaking in the Lord's communion, even through the blood, you will understand that sickness must leave your body when you partake in this blood. Because the blood has come. And the blood is speaking healing. If Jesus had to go through this wound, and this wounds hung him on the cross, and he made Jesus sick, and he died, then you and I, when we partake in the blood, we are supposed to be redeemed. We are supposed to be healed from any form of fibroid, from any form of arthritis, from any form of cancer, from any form of ulcer, from any form of chronic migraine, from any kind of sickness. We are supposed to be healed because of the blood. And that is how come when people, I mean, we have had testimonies even in this house where people drank their communion and fibroids disappeared because there is a healing power in the blood and it is speaking for you and I it is a continuous progress something it is speaking better things it is speaking time pass it is speaking today it will speak tomorrow it will speak forever more that is what the Lord is doing so this morning as you partake in the blood of Jesus get ready even as I am speaking right now, get ready for the spirit of the blood, even to work healing, even on your behalf, in the name of Jesus. The last one, the last one, he says that the blood speaks deliverance from bondages. The blood of Jesus. It speaks deliverance from bondages.
source of my blood. You also. You also. You also. You also. You also.
for joining us this week on wind of revival podcast like what you had so far make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you head on over to your email and email ajimansakwadiyakwame at gmail.com